Friends, holy crap. I'm so pumped about this right now. Welcome to episode number one, day number one of an experiment that I'm calling Give Us This Day, our daily Guinness every day. Starting today, I'm drinking a Guinness and I'm going to record a podcast episode every single day for the next year. This is day number one. Well, technically, it's not the first day. I've tried this before. I made it three months. Um, 2019, I ended up drinking 133 pints of Guinness. I did this experiment uh, for the first three months of 2019. I've, I've been sitting over the past week thinking, okay, is this something I'm going to dive back into? I mean, it's going to be really embarrassing. Uh, if I don't complete this, like if I stop three months into this. I don't, I don't want to be someone that's like starting something and then quitting it halfway through because this stuff lives on. You can go back and you can listen to those episodes. They're recorded all over the world. You can listen to me hunting down, uh, looking for a pint of Guinness in the Caribbean. And I ended up paying for something like 16 bucks for a pint. Totally got screwed over uh, by a small, uh, I'm using the word Irish pub loosely in this case, but a small Irish pub on the island of Nassau. Uh, you can uh, go back and listen to my wife Sarah and I running through Frankfurt, Germany in the middle of the night, totally jet lagged, looking for an Irish pub to get our hands on a Guinness because we had to drink one that day. Uh, it's all here on the podcast. I mean, I've had so many of you write into me saying how much you love those episodes. Some of those daily Guinness episodes were your favorites. The weird thing is as much as someone else from the outside looking in might see those as a big success. Holy crap, you drink that amount of Guinness and you did all these episodes. Personally, me, when I look back at it, I view it as a failure. I view it, I mean, it's kind of how we view others and view life, right? We judge, really, we judge others by their actions, but we judge ourselves by our intentions. And in this circumstance, for me, I look back at that and my intention wasn't just to make it three months, it was to make an entire year. I only made it a quarter of that, so in my mind, it was a failure. And because of that failure, like so many other things in life, uh, it makes moving forward even harder. I have this voice in my head when I want to start something new or right now I want to jump back into the Daily Guinness episodes and I find myself thinking, oh man, what if you only make it another three months? That's going to be embarrassing when you quit again. And even right there, when you quit again, when you fail, it's going to be embarrassing. So maybe you shouldn't even uh, start it up. These are the kind of conversations I've been having in my head over the past month. All right, let me back up. The reason I'm getting all existential here is because today is my birthday. I turned 35 today. That's why I'm starting the Daily Guinness Experiment today. And I don't know about you, but for me, birthdays have always been a time of reflection. I usually take some time to go away by myself and think about the past year. I do a lot of journaling and writing stuff down, dreaming about the next year, thinking about life. Am I where I wanted to be at this point? Uh, what are things I want for the future? And I, so I'm typically having these bigger existential thoughts. And I wanted to share... Uh, this addiction that I used to have, and I wanted to share it with you. I call it the numbers game. Uh, okay, what's a, what's a good succinct example of the numbers game? That can go? Okay, here, here's a good example uh, the, of the numbers game, what it looks like for me mentally. I found myself comparing myself to other people on a regular basis. Anybody in the universe that I had become, become aware of, uh, if they were doing something 
or living a life that I personally wanted to do, if I felt like what they were doing uh, or the success that they just had is something that I wanted for my life, what I would do is I would then play the numbers game. 18 years old, I had just moved to Minnesota to study bass at university music performance with, and I had this massive list of all these musical goals for my quote career that I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to do a certain level of touring. I wanted to tour overseas. I wanted to record on a certain amount of albums, all these little things I had written down that I wanted to accomplish in life. And so every time I would see another bass player that was older than me, uh, I would start playing the numbers game. Like say I saw a bassist on tour with a badass band, uh, I would say, okay, I'm 18 and this person is 27. So that means I've got nine years. I have nine years to get to where they are. Uh, well, w- maybe where, when did they start touring? Okay. They got their first like real touring gig at the age of like 24. So that means I have this amount of time to get to where they're at. Okay. I've got time. So it, it started as a positive thing to calm my almost neurotic self down thinking about life and now, okay, how much time do I have to get to where I want to be in life? And so I would think, okay, uh, calm down, Morgan. You've got time. I would see people whose uh, careers didn't really start taking off in the way we publicly think of them, like, say, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, I would see that he didn't even get his first book writing deal, the first article uh, that talked about, that was published in the New Yorker, talking about don't eat fish on Mondays. That was the thing that kicked off his career as we know it. And so I found myself thinking, oh, okay, it was like he's like in his early 40s. I've got plenty of time uh, for life to happen to me. But the problem is when you start playing the numbers game, it also works to your detriment and reverse. And I didn't realize that at first. By that, I mean, what I would, as I started getting older, I started looking at people that uh, were successful and I started realizing, holy shit, this person is uh, winning a Grammy and they're five years younger than me. These successful people are, this this person is like touring the world as a famous producer and he's only 19. This guy can't even get into a pub to drink a pint of Guinness and he's recording multi-platinum albums. And so this numbers game of comparing myself where I was uh, to where other people were in their life at their time, it became like this really poisonous thing for me mentally. It became like I found myself whenever I would do it and start guessing some ages and comparing myself, I'd start finding myself going to this really dark place. And I later realized it was just a, it was a symptom of a bigger problem for me. And the bigger problem was, number one, comparing my journey to other people's. And the other uh, problem was that it was a symptom of the fact that I was viewing life as a linear process. Like if you picture a, a business graph, right, of talking about like someone's fiscal year, you picture, I, in my mind, I picture a whiteboard and a red line that starts on the bottom to the left. And it starts like this jagged line that just slowly moves up and to the right. And, you know, you just, your revenue keeps building. I almost viewed my career uh, as a basis like that. You know, I start here, I play these small gigs, I play like these coffee shops uh, to like 15, 20 people. And then as every year goes on, the gigs will get bigger. Uh, I'll move up. I like, I, like I viewed it as like this constant leveling up of my career. And then I'll move on to uh, bigger venues. Then I'll move on to arena and hopefully I'll play stadiums and all this stuff. And as some of that happened in my life, actually, yes, all of that ended up happening to me. I ended up, the gigs started getting bigger. I ended up playing the arenas and stadiums that I was hoping to. But here's the deal. 
life isn't linear. What happens when you play these massive gigs and the tour stops? Now, I'm saying I'm using the analogy of music and gigs because that was, for me, the mile markers, the, the benchmarks in my life. But it could be different for you. Whatever your goals are in life, what happens when you feel like you're getting this flow of success and then all of a sudden you realize that life happens to you in seasons. There's this ebb and then there's this flow to life, this back and forth. Ah, man, you know, an analogy someone pointed out to me once that I wish I had years ago was that they were saying that life is actually a lot like surfing. You paddle out, you do all this work, you paddle out to catch that wave and you sit around and you might be sitting there forever waiting for the perfect wave to come. You've done all this work and then all of a sudden this wave comes and you see it uh, and you catch this wave and you surf in. It bring, you have this magical moment, the thing that you set out to do and then when the wave's over, all of a sudden you realize that you are back where you started. You're at ground one and I, it's confusing if you don't realize that's the way things work. That's the way life works. For me, it was confusing because nobody told me that. So this wave um, of my career in music washed me back to where I began. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there thinking, wait a second, I thought I did all this work. I thought things were started, were like going to get flowing now and I wouldn't have to, like uh, things would keep rolling. I wouldn't be back where I started. But that's how life works. You paddle out, you work your ass off, you catch a wave, you ride it, you're back where you started. You paddle out, you figure out a new direction, you look for a new wave. It's this constant ebb and flow. And hopefully, I mean, for me, what I've realized over the past couple of years is that the real goal is to constantly stay uh, in the flow of catching waves. I, I mean, here's another example. Last night, I was on a Zoom conference call with my wife and uh, four of our other friends, Jorge, Janelle, Tim, and Ariel. It was a blast. We're all hanging out. Jorge and Janelle live in Chile, and Tim and Ariel are here in the city. So we're all hanging out playing this game called Code, Code Names, I think it is, online. Uh, and uh, between playing this uh, this game together, we start having conversations, and Janelle's birthday is later this week. I believe it's on Saturday, and she's turning 34, and we were talking about life, and all the six of us were talking about age somehow we got on the topic of. You know, my wife Sarah started uh, mentioning one of the, the strangest things for her working this job as a career consultant, a resume consultant, and she does brand consultation. Uh, one of the strangest things that she kind of had to get over was when she was working with someone that was older than her, like I mean, like even 20 years older than her, and she was helping them on their resume, giving them career advice. And Jorge, I mean, Jorge jumped in, and he was talking about how he felt the same thing uh, different times as a band leader, when he was in a band uh, instructing people that were playing with him that were older than him too. And I don't know about you, if you've ever been in a situation where you're in leadership, uh, over people that are older than you, it's this strange thing. You feel kind of like you get this imposter syndrome thing happening, kicking up in you. And I always wonder why that is. And I think it has to do with this linear idea that we have in life, that as you get older, you just become more and more competent and more and more professional. And the people that we should look to for all our answers are people that are older than us because at some point you just have it figured out. But here's the secret. What I've realized 
is that nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Everybody is just as confused as you are. Everybody's just doing their best at guessing what the next best move is. I listen to a ton of interviews. Uh, I have been over the past five to six years researching people that I consider to be successful and uh, trying to pull out things and tactics and things of their that they've done in their life and decisions they made in the way they uh, spend their day and seeing how much I can learn from them. And something I've realized, a litmus test that I've kind of created when it comes to listening to someone successful and determining whether or not I can trust them and if I should listen to what they have to say. For me, the litmus test is at some point when they're describing their life's journey, do they reference in some kind of language some version of luck or coincidence in their life? Because I think that might be the only honest way uh, that anybody could define success that, you know, what I was, I, yeah, I made some decisions I thought were fine, but at the end of the day, things worked out that were outside of my control. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing in life. So for me, as I am starting out this next year of my life, as I am determined to discover what it means to live a curious life. I think that is one of the core values. It has to be. It has to be one of the core things within living a curious life. Quitting the numbers game and instead focusing on catching the next wave. So here I am, I'm right in the middle of it. In my mind, I think to myself, yeah, this experiment doing the daily Guinness thing is totally something I've done before and I totally failed. Uh, and in my mind, there are so many parts of me that are wanting to pull me away from restarting, catching this next wave. But what I've learned over the past few years is that it does get easier when you make it a habit. Quitting the numbers game, quit comparing yourself and your journey to other people, realizing that life Life, everybody's life is like a lightning bolt and lightning never strikes the same path twice. You are completely unique to yourself and your journey is completely unique to you. And same for me. I feel like those mental habits, looking at life less linear and more like a wave and more like seasons, the habit of that gets easier and it becomes second nature. So this experiment, this today, right now, starting this is my jumping into that. It's my refusing to let my past mistakes or failures or accomplishments or whatever define me. And instead, in a year that has been, 2020 has been a shit show so far. And I, and I know I can speak for you wherever you're at, that it, wherever you're at right now, I for sure does not look like what you thought July 2020 was going to look like. This year is nuts, but instead of complaining, instead of looking at all the negative stuff that's happening, I'm going to look forward and I'm going to be hopeful and think to myself and this belief that there are people uh, to talk to, there are conversations to be had, there are drinks to be tasted, there are meals, there are smells. I mean, yeah, I don't even know. Last, the last time I started this, I was traveling all over the world constantly for it. But I don't know when the next time I can travel. That was a part of me not thinking I might not do it this year is because, you know, well, what if uh, what if the U.S. right now currently the U.S. is not allowed to travel to almost every country in the world? So I'm stuck here, literally, physically, right now. Uh, and in a podcast that has been all about travel really up to this point and conversations with people, but I'm embracing it. I don't know what the next rest of this year is going to look like, but I know that I'm not going to sit on my ass and wait for the rest of the world to, uh, get their shit together. 
right now where I'm at. I'm going to take advantage of it. So join me every day, daily Guinness episodes. I'm going to be drinking a pint of Guinness. I haven't had one today. I'm recording this. It is nine in the morning right now. Uh, I'm going to drink one later today with Sarah. Cheers to the new year. But I am curious, wherever you are at, do you, have you ever dealt with a numbers game? Have you, uh, is this something you've thought about before? Uh, is life where you thought you'd be? Uh, is life uh, completely taken your career? Has it completely taken a left turn, changes that you thought uh, would never happen? I would love to hear from you. So here's the deal. Call the podcast hotline. The number is in the show notes below. Leave me a message. Tell me your name, where you're listening from, and I would love for not only you just to be a part of this journey and listening, but I would love to hear from you. Where are you at in life? Uh, how do you connect with this numbers game idea? Or you can write in to me, rob at thecuriouspod.com. And I would love to share your stories. Maybe I'll revisit this conversation later this week if you write in uh, and share your stories. I'd love for you to be part of the conversation. Uh, but as for that, day one, podcast episode one, down. No idea where this is going to go. But here's the deal. I've jumped on enough waves in life that has distilled within me this massive, obnoxious amount of curiosity about where it's going to take me. Uh, and I'm excited. I have no idea. I'm pumped for July 21st, 2021. I mean, look back on this episode uh, and do a recap of everything that happened. And I'm pumped to see where this goes. I would love for you to be a part of the journey. Hey, if you, uh, there's going to be things coming out over the next couple weeks uh, for ways you can be a part of this, even possibly us meet up in the future, depending on what happens with this whole pandemic. Uh, but if you want to support this podcast right now, do me a favor and take two minutes, head over to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. That helps us out a ton moving forward. I'd be massively grateful. All right. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, stay curious. Stay curious.